Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. Today is Tuesday, so that means it's Real Food Travel Tuesday. And when we left you last week, we had just been towed out of the desert in our new motorhome um, after a really fun adventure. So if you missed that, make sure you check it out. Um, It was episode number two. Um, But anyway, we had been towed out of the desert to um, a repair facility in Phoenix. And we had gotten some repairs done there, actually minimal repairs. It was just the belt that had slipped that was causing us to overheat and not be able to drive the bus. Um, And they repaired that. It took like three days, I think. But, um, you know, there were other things in the meantime, as we were just like checking out the motorhome for the first time, that sort of popped up um, that we weren't expecting. So, um, as always, I'm here with my husband, Matt, today. Hello. And we're going to be just sharing kind of the next few steps on our journey. And then we're going to get to the really interesting stuff when we started actually hitting the road actually traveling yeah because this was i mean it's interesting because it's hysterical but it's uh it was was enormous pain in the booty so anyway while we were parked at the repair facility we did notice that a lot of things were kind of going wrong and like i said before we thought we got a lemon like something was totally wrong like we had no idea um that you know, to expect all these kind of repairs and things like that. But as we would talk to people later, we realized that that's just sort of a normal thing. that You have to like work the kinks out and that's just sort of how it goes. So anyway, we needed to get back to Dallas from Phoenix and address these issues. So that last day of driving was actually really rough because we went from Phoenix to Albuquerque, which wasn't such a big deal. Well, it wasn't great, but it, it took a while, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and we had a few issues along the way. Like The scariest issue was the fact that the jacks started coming down while we were driving. And as I mentioned before in the last episode, the jacks are like metal... Um, Leveler things. Yeah, pins that come down... Um, from underneath the bus and like go to the ground right okay there are these big metal things that connect to the ground so that you don't you know move around while you're parked and it's like a normal home but you don't want these to come down while you're driving because obviously metal on the ground while you're driving kind of makes it hard to drive so that was super terrifying and not to mention that they needed to have every alarm bell and whistle and everything attached to that So, you know, we're driving along, we don't really know what we're doing, and these things start coming down, and alarms start going off, and you can feel it going down, and it makes a sound, and I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna spin the bus around and, like, flip over. At one point, the radio static kicked on, and we freaked out, because we thought the jacket (laughs) come down. Yeah, that was really funny, I don't know why the radio decided to come on like that, but it just magically did, like, I don't think we even hit a button, and... Anyway, like I said, there's always kinks to work out, but um, that was also the day on the way to Albuquerque that we passed a hay truck, or rather, I guess a hay truck passed us, us, and, you know, it rocked us so hard, I thought we were going to roll over. Like, it was crazy. That was actually when my dad was driving, because we were all taking turns, and um, it was insane. Like, he had to fight to keep us on the road. So, anyway, it was a little bit of a harrowing ride, but we got into Albuquerque, we spent the night there, 
But then the next day, we went back to Dallas, and that was like 13 hours of driving in one day. We didn't get in until like 2 in the morning. Um, it was really rough. But anyway, got it back. Um, finally, you know, kind of got home to our home base and got the motorhome dropped off for service. And as I mentioned before, service in a motorhome takes actually a really long time, especially when it's warranty service. Um, you know, I think they kind of dragged their feet on that a little <laughs> bit, to be honest with you. But um, Right, because they have to wait for payment from the manufacturer, so they're not in any big hurry. Yeah, they're not in a big hurry. But, you know, all the estimates have to be done and then submitted to the manufacturer. And then, you know, Winnebago has to say, yeah, we approve and we're going to pay you. And then the parts have to come. And sometimes the parts take like two weeks. Um, so anyway, all these little kinks actually took a while to figure out. And we, this was... You know, we're talking about the beginning of November. So I think it was like November 3rd when we dropped off the bus. And we had already planned to be in the Dallas area because my family's there um, for the holidays. And so we kind of knew like we had a, you know, a family birthday party. We had, um, of course, we were going to have Thanksgiving and then a family birthday party and then Christmas. And then my parents' anniversaries on New Year's um, Eve. And so we kind of knew like, you know, we're going to be around, um, but we didn't really anticipate not having the bus back yet. And our big plan was to leave like January, like right after the first. And so that was sort of the arrangement, but you know, we didn't actually get the bus back until, uh, January. Yeah. Mid January. Yeah. Yeah. It took a long time. You guys, it was like two months. So in that meantime, you know, we were exploring Dallas. Like I said, I'm from there and we actually lived in that area for several years, but We'd been gone about five years, and many things had changed. And so there were some new, really fun um, farm-to-table restaurants to check out. We um, discovered Mod Market, um, which is a quick little um, cafe that you can run into. I think they're based out of Colorado, but they have um, franchises in different areas. And we've actually seen a couple more on our travels. But it's really good, um, just real food that you can run in and, like, grab a bite and, you know, very casual. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty nice. Yeah, really easy um, and lots of clean options for lots of different eating styles. So that was really nice. You can get anything pretty much, you know, grain-free, paleo-style, tons of gluten-free options. Yeah, lots of really fresh organic food. So, um, and then there was a new spot um, in Denton, which is a college town just north of Dallas. Um, it's called The Bowlery, and it's all about bowls. So that was... <laughs> as the name might suggest, but it was actually really good. Like we were passing through there and, um, they had good juices there too. Yeah. They had fresh pressed juices, which was really nice. You know, sometimes that's hard to find outside of like a whole foods or whatever. And, um, and so, and since we didn't have our kitchen set up right then, I didn't have the juicer and everything. So that was really nice. And then we were able to get like, I think they did some kind of Asian inspired bowls and, you know, they had grass fed meats and, homemade sauces and lots of veggies and so that was really fun to be able to like go out and get something um and then there was whiskey cake which was kind of a fun restaurant in um Plano it's like between Plano and Dallas um just on the other side of Frisco so for those of you not in the area that's fine but if you're ever going to be passing through there um you can kind of know exactly where I'm talking about and definitely worth a visit we actually walked in for brunch we didn't know they were having a brunch but that was that was really good. Um, let's see, what else did we discover? Because I want to make sure that you guys have some some yummy places to go visit, you know, if you're going to be in Dallas. So, um, again, up in Denton, that college town, there's um, Hannah's off the square. And that's actually one of our favorites when we're in the area. 
Very nice farm to table. Oh yeah, really all from scratch, like really delicious. Like we love to meet friends. We have friends that live up that way. So we love to go meet them there and just have a really nice dinner. They've got like some really inspired cocktails and um, really, really accommodating with gluten-free or grain-free. Yeah, really tasty stuff. Um, And then for Mexican food, there's What's it called? Media? Yeah, in Grapevine. Yeah, in Grapevine. So if you're in the Dallas area, it's over there by... Um, by the airport. Yeah, by the airport. It's not terribly far from that. Um, so really delicious. Can get pretty darn busy um, in there. So if you're going, you know, Friday or Saturday night, you want to, like, either have a reservation or go early. Um, but on a weeknight, it was just fine. And that was really yummy because I'm such a Mexican food fan. But... A lot of times, you know, you don't really know what's hiding in, you know, different sauces or different whatever, and they had a lot of choices. So it wasn't like 100% um, organic and all that kind of stuff, but I definitely felt like, you know, it was it was clean enough that we felt good eating there, and it really was very delicious. Um, so anyway, that's some really fun options. So we kind of like, you know, just spent time with family and went out, saw friends, because again, we'd lived in that area for like six, seven years as a couple and then you know I had grown up there so um and we actually had to do some tasks like we had to sell our big that big pickup truck um that f-350 that we purchased to to tow the fifth wheel that we ended up not getting so we had to um sell that and then we had a trailer that we had moved everything down from Maine that we were going to use to outfit the bus we needed to get rid of that, but we actually couldn't do it until we had the bus back and could unload stuff. So yeah, we were using it as temporary storage. Yeah, that actually worked out pretty well. Um, I'm super glad that we went that route instead of getting the like a U-Haul trailer because everything fit like really well. Um, and then let's see, we had um, we had to buy the new towable car, so we had a it's just a crossover SUV that we can tow behind the motorhome. So we did that and I don't know we worked on lots of fun recipes I did lots of blog posts during that time I think I kind of worked on some uh chocolate pot de creme recipes um I know I did a scallop gratin those are both winners oh yeah those are good those are really yummy I'll have to put the links on the show notes if I have if I have those published but um yeah that was really good and remember guys that for everything that we talk about all these restaurants that we've mentioned and whatever if you're multitasking while listening to the podcast, um, I will have all of these links on the show notes. Um, so that's realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcasts, under episodes, you'll find the links and notes for this day's episode. Um, so anyway, we were really anxious to get that <laughs> that bus back. <laughs> so we got it back um, actually in January and got it kind of outfitted you know like yeah then comes loading everything in all the dishes all yeah that stuff. yeah and like organizing it and make sure you know it's going to be um ready for the road because you know you're going to be driving on the road and even though it drives really smooth you still have to be really conscientious with dishes and glasses and you know as real foodies we don't use a lot of plastic so mason jars and (laughs) glass everything all kinds of pyrex and all that kind of stuff so those had to have really safe little spots to go in and so what actually really was a helpful thing was using um shelf liner it's like a i don't know what is it like a rubber plastic yeah yeah. kind of mesh netting kind of thing i mean you can just get it like anywhere home depot lowe's walmart whatever target um and you just cut it and then lay it down and it kind of cushions 
it's great. We actually use it at our house too, but you know, especially if you're going to be moving, it cushions like glassware and plates, um, and protects the bottom of your cabinets. So we did that. And then, you know, we had to find a spot for our Berkey and we had to set up our, our Berkey's, our water filter. If you don't know about the Berkey, you've got to know about Fantastic. the Berkey. Yeah. We've had a Berkey for like seven, eight years. It's awesome. Um, it's actually just a countertop water filter. And what's cool is that it doesn't plug into any kind of electricity or any kind of plumbing. Like it's totally just gravity fed. Like you pour the water in the top, like the tap water in the top, and then it goes through the filters and drains the drinkable water out into the bottom. And then it has like a little spigot, like an iced tea dispenser. Um, and you can put that, you know, in your cup or stock pot or whatever you're filling up. But um, it's awesome because it's moved all around the country with us, and now it literally is going all around the country with us. <laughs> um, and, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really require anything. Like, you clean the filters, like, once a year. You know, you have to really replace them. Um, the, if you have the fluoride filters, you do, I think, replace them once a year. But, I mean, yeah. it's so cheap to do. It's, like, 25 30 bucks or whatever to replace them. <clears throat> so the one thing I will recommend if you get a Berkey, like, get a size bigger than you think you're going to need. Um, because you will, of course, go through a lot of drinking water, but also you'll have to fill it less. And then if you use water for any kind of, like, you know, cooking or making stock or brewing kombucha or, like, doing any of those things, um, you'll have extra water. So, anyway, we had to find a place for our Berkey. We had to set up our offices um, because, of course, we're, you know, working from home or working <laughs> from the road. That's right. So we had to have all that set up. And then I really want to personalize the bus because it's home and so I wanted some like cute throw pillows and we have two chihuahuas that you would think that they kind of own every blanket ever yeah. made they rule the roost here they totally sure. rule the roost I mean they're adorable and fantastic and we love them they're our babies so um they are very blanket oriented creatures and so in fact in, as I'm talking right now I'm looking at one curled up in a chair and I think he's got like three blankets underneath him because it's you know why not why not have three when you can can do it so anyway I went to have some blankets for them and just for days we wanted to curl up and watch movies and then um I wanted to get some really cute throw rugs and um you know not only just for cleanliness of the floor we have porcelain tile floor but I wanted to um you know just add some color and then you know plants we got some little house plants and things like that um, I think a couple of them actually <laughs> didn't make it because Matt's looking around like, where's the plant? Yeah, it, it kind of didn't make it. Um, but those help purify the air. And I don't know, you know, just the same thing when you do when you like move into a house. And I kind of like things organized. So I was trying to go through and like make sure I knew where everything was. And it, what's funny is you would think like when you only have 400 square feet to organize that it goes pretty easily. But it, actually, we can fit a lot of stuff in here. There's a lot of cabinets and counters and you know I was kind of freaking out that everything was going to fit but I actually have cabinets that aren't yeah. even used they've got some room yeah so anyway that's kind of liberating um I know I talked before I think it was um one of the podcast episodes I did Rachel at Nourishing Minimalism I think that's going to be an upcoming episode it's not live yet but um we talk about organizing and like really employing strategies that are easy to do and and step by step and all that and how much it really you know, adds to your life. So that was something that was really exciting for me to kind of get that under control and, you know, our dressers and closet and all that really get that organized. So, um, anyway, so once we got the bus outfitted, it was time to head out. And 
our first trip, we wanted to do a short trip from Dallas to Austin, which is about a four-hour trip. And uh, we have some friends down there. And Kristen from Food Renegade, you know, one of our blogger friends is down there. Um, Amanda Love from the Barefoot Cook. We've got lots of people that we know down in Austin that could give us suggestions on places to go and, um, and that we could hang out with. So we decided, yeah, we're going to go down there. Um, so we went down and we actually stayed, I think it was called um, Hidden Valley RV Park. And it was actually really centrally located. It was kind of like That's in right. this, yeah. We could get to downtown Austin in 10 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't really far. Um, and some of the outlying, you know, restaurants we could get to easily. And, and it had like really beautiful grounds. Um, you know, it had, um, what did it have? Like, All kinds of trees yeah, and walking trails. And yeah, they had horseshoes. Yeah, um, horseshoe pits. <laughs> which is really funny because, you know, that was a game I haven't played in a really long time. But um, actually, Matt kind of schooled me in horseshoes. <laughs> but um, that was really fun. And it had lots of dog runs and trails for the, the pups and um, just lots of areas to go walk around. And, of course, pool and hot tub and all that. And um, so that was nice. And um, I don't know if you know about air plants. Um, it's called Talansia, but they're those really pretty succulents, and those just kind of naturally grow in the trees there. So they were all over, um, and it was just really pretty and nice to, like, get out, you know, after a long day of working or going and hanging out or whatever. It was great to kind of get away. But um, some of our re favorite restaurants in Austin, we love to go to Salty Sow. We actually had dinner with Kristen and her husband um, from Food Renegade. We had dinner at Salty Sow, and it's always so much fun when we get together for dinner because... We order, like, pretty much everything on the menu. <laughs> yeah, we get to try some of everything. Yeah, and that's really fun. I remember, like, the bone marrow. Like, we had bone marrow there. It was just, like, insanely delicious. And I um, can't remember everything else. I know our pictures are on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, you've got to follow because we post all of our food pics and travel pics and all that. So it's Instagram.com slash health course that's pretty easy to remember um but anyway it was really a nice dinner and uh and we just absolutely love that place and then there's um Graj Mahal and Graj Mahal is a like farm to table a really clean um Indian place very good very good we love Indian food um but it has to be you know clean from scratch Indian food and um we're not super, super adventurous and well-schooled on all the different Indian dishes, but, like, tikka, chick, chicken tikka masala we get. Yeah, like chai real, tea. Yeah, yeah, there's really good homemade it. chai tea and um, some of the pakoras and um, the spinach. What's the spinach? Palak paneer mm -hmm. and things like that. Really, really yummy. Um, and any kind of tandoori chicken or um, there's a lamb dish that we often get. I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, really good food there. So they're kind of down in a little bit more of a happening area. It's not terribly far off 6th Street, but it's kind of in a side yeah. area where there's lots of places to walk. I and mean, it was really cool. It's by the food truck area, too. Yeah, and that's kind of fun. I mean, there's a lot of, like, junk food there, too, but there is there is good farm-to-table, and Austin's really kind of foodie-conscious. I mean, it is, like, what, birthplace, birthplace of... Whole Foods Market, too. So you can go to the flagship store right there. But and Central Market, too, I think. Yeah, I think so. But um, at least they're there. But anyway, lots of cool little places to walk around there. And 
there's a little bar that we like to go to called Clive Bar. And uh, they have a bunch of inventive cocktails. Oh my gosh, so good vintage cocktails and just like really nice spirits and like house-made bitters and, you know, like the, the homemade um, maraschino cherries that don't have all the junk in them. And um, just, you know, if you want a cocktail, like that's, that's a nice way to keep it clean and, um, and try something really delicious at the same time. I don't know, I had some kind of martini-type drink that you know, kind of had some, well, it had bourbon, because if anything has bourbon, I'm usually pretty happy about that, but it had um, some kind of, like, tobacco, tobacco bitters, bitters yeah, or yeah. something, which sounds a little odd, but it was really delicious, and anyway, very cool, and you can actually sit outside on their patio and, like, have a really nice view of the downtown skyline, and so that was a really lovely thing. I think everything's got, like, the little twinkly lights and you know whatever so it's walking distance from Graj Mahal so we went and had Indian and then went and had cocktails and sat out on the deck and um, just a really fun way to spend the night and of course people watching down there is really awesome because you know UT um, Austin is down there or UT <laughs> I'm used to UT Dallas but UT is down there University of Texas and so there's lots of you know people out and about that you can watch um, so and then always um, you know, we don't do this all on the same night, obviously, but while we're down there, we like to go, um, eat at Odd Duck, um, and then go out to Lick for ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Right? Oh my gosh, the ice cream is so good. And you guys, it's all like super clean. It's like all grass fed, um, you know, organic dairy and like really clean. Like they don't use any of the artificial flavors. I don't think there's really artificial colors either and they've got really inventive flavors i'm sort of boring i always go for like some kind of vanilla or well we try them they give you yeah, samples so yeah. we try the other but i still always end up going for some kind of either sweet cream or like vanilla or just really fresh and good things but they had i think they had a goat cheese one that was really good and something with fresh strawberries and they did one that was like texas olive oil and i think blood orange i don't know really cool and then matt always goes for chocolate something chocolate so i'm vanilla and he's chocolate and um but we try all the other stuff too and every once in a while i'll get like a salted caramel or whatever but anyway definitely a must check out for ice cream um and then um frida's chicken this was actually a really cool thing we did one night while we were down there just it's actually a drive-through i don't even know that you can eat there they may have like tables in the front but I don't think it's a big restaurant unless this has changed I don't think it's a big restaurant where you can go and sit down it's really like a drive through but it's all organic and farm to table you know pasture raised chicken and it's rotisserie and so you just go through and you like order a meal and you can get like plantains for the side you can get I don't know rice and beans and yucca fries and things like that but they have homemade soups and um yeah, the chicken was just, like, incredibly amazing. Yeah, very flavorful. Yeah, they have, like, South American spices. They're marinated, so they're super juicy. Um, lots of fresh citrus and stuff on the chicken. Really good. And it was great because we got, like, a meal for four and ended up having leftovers for days. Like, I That's did all right. kinds of things with that. So I think they even have homemade corn tortillas. If you do, um, if you do corn, that was definitely an option. Um, and, of course, you save the bones. Yeah, and then you can make your bone broth. So, and of course, you know, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it, or if you haven't listened to the podcast much, you will hear me talk about it. Um, Instant Pot, I love my Instant Pot. 
It is my kitchen appliance I can hardly do without. It's an electric pressure cooker, and it's a super safe pressure cooker. You know, the the old style that, like, Grandma had that kind of, like, exploded and, sh you know, put beans all over the ceiling and stuff. This is not like that at all. It's got, like, four or five safety measures, and we've used it a billion times and never had any kind of issue at all. It's You just want to stay away from the steam, I guess. That's, like, the only safety thing I can really think of, but... The, the lid locks and it has like another safety lock and all kinds of stuff but it's awesome and I make so many different dishes in there but my bone broth I can make the same quality or actually better quality um, bone broth in two hours than previously I would make in two days yeah we've never had it this gelatinous before yeah it gels and for those of you real foodies that know like when bone broth gels like jello um, it, that's when it's really good because you've got all that gelatin in there and that's all the stuff that's going to help your joints and your skin Richer and your gut. Too. Oh, and it tastes delicious. So um, I put all my bones in there. It's the bones from usually one chicken and then any kind of veggie scraps I have, onions or celery or carrots, I just like um, keep that, you know, the ends of that in, the, the, freezer. in the freezer. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, it's ready to go. And so you put it in there with three quarts of water and I put it on soup for 120 minutes and it's at high pressure like it's automatically set like that and it goes um obviously for 120 minutes right it heats up for a few and then it goes for 120 yeah so in two hours you have this beautiful bone broth and then you just strain it and put it in the fridge and um we get three quarts out of it because it doesn't evaporate like it would on a in a on a stove stock pot so awesome so anyway yeah save the bones make your bone broth so we really just had a lovely time there, and we went to, like, all of our favorite restaurants. We saw friends. We um, went out and did the walking trails out um, at the Peacock Park. What's it called? It's out by Lake Travis. I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name, but it's I'll put really, it. It's really fun little walk, and then peacocks are hiding around. Yeah, there's and... peacocks everywhere, and, um, you know, they're, like, not scary at all, like, for those of you with kids or whatever. Like, peacocks are really interesting and fun, and... They just, you know, add a lot of beauty to the walking. So that's a beautiful place to go hike. And it's really not um, too strenuous. I mean, I know there's probably some areas that maybe the trails are a little bit steeper, but it's not like super mountainous or anything. It's actually like a really great place to walk. So I'll put the link on the show notes to that because I'll have to go look it up and figure out what the name of the park is. But we go every time we're down there. Um, another thing I want to mention, you know, I did say – the Whole Foods is down there, and there's actually a, a diner. There's a breakfast place. Is it 24-7 Diner? I think I so. I think that's what it's called. We've had breakfast there a couple times before we've gone to Whole Foods, and I'll put the link for that on the show notes, too, because it is really good. They had some kind of hash. Um, it was, like, sweet potato hash, and then, like, with the eggs, and it's all farm fresh. Yeah, and pastured eggs. Yeah, it's great because, you know, it's kind of hard to find that sometimes. So Austin's super foodie town, and really nice to find that and of course you can always go to franklin barbecue i'm not sure that that's i'm not sure that it's organic meats but i don't it's, think it is no but, but it sure is delicious it's and it's supposed to be some of the best barbecue around and people wait yeah. in line like all day yeah and, and then they sell out so <laughs> but that's a really cool place to go to while you're down there but um it's right around whole foods and then when you're at whole foods do not miss the local kombucha um buddha's brew I absolutely love their kombucha. They're actually made in Austin. And um, the pineapple super greens is my very favorite flavor. And if you're thinking, ew, that sounds gross because super greens, no. It is so tropical and so refreshing. And, oh, my goodness, love it. 
In fact, I would buy it by the growler. Um, you know, the it's big even bigger than that, a huge jug of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was enormous. And before we left, um, you know, for our trip, I got like three or four growlers, like as many as I could fit in the fridge. And it lasted two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went through it pretty quick. But anyway, I told them. Uh, I emailed Buddhist Brew and I was like, hey, I'm coming back to Austin. Like, you better start making pineapple super greens in mass because I'm going to buy it out. But <laughs> anyway, there's a couple of other local kombucha brewers there. And I that's one thing that's really cool as we travel around. I love to go to the different um, places and find the local kombucha because it's always these different, you know, flavor combinations. And it's little like boutique breweries that are making this and of course by breweries I don't mean alcoholic it's kombucha cultured fermented tea that's really good you good for you high in probiotics and um, organic acids and things like that so anyway really fun um, so anyway we had a great time and then we actually like came in rather than coming right back to Dallas from Austin we went over to Tyler Texas which is over in East Texas and um, we went to Keepersall Winery. Keepersall Estates, I think it's called. Yeah, Keepersall Estates, and it's a winery and a they actually and a distillery yeah, too. Yeah, they, they actually do, just added that. They do vodka, bourbon, and rum. Yeah, it's really cool, and we're not total booze hounds, but we do love um, we do love wine. And it was actually um, I think an article my mom read in like Texas Monthly or I don't know something some nice magazine and she was like hey you got to check this out and we read about it and it's all sustainable practices um it's family run all of the um wines are estate blends it's all from grapes that are grown there on the property um i think it's a winemaker that he was originally from south africa and then came over to um tyler texas of all places and started this winery um, and they have like a wonderful, amazing uh, restaurant on site and like B&B. Anyway, the whole thing was really cool. But they have an RV park as well. It's a nice resort and um, it's called K.E. Bushman's. And it's only like 10 minutes away from the winery itself. And so that worked out perfect for us. So we came up from Austin and we actually took the back roads, which I wouldn't really recommend, <laughs> but I don't know. No, there's it's another good, way. Not a good direct route. But there was a lot of like very potholy roads and lots of small towns. And at one point we had to kind of slam on the brakes for a um, a red light and some things from the kitchen like kind of flew all over yeah, the place. That was and, a bad one. Yeah. So <laughs> you kind of learn what needs to be secured down when you go through things like that. But anyway, no harm, no foul. And uh, we got to the camp, to the resort, and it was really beautiful and just very clean and well run and lots and of space nice, nice and lake there and yeah you can walk all around the lake and you know anywhere we are we we go for walks every night so we always want to go and um see what's going on with the nature and you know let the dogs do their thing and whatever so um we got there and then i think you know we just kind of hung out for the first night and then the second night we went um over to the to the winery and the distillery and you can do tours and then of course you can do tastings um and then we went to dinner over at the restaurant and it was just really phenomenal really well done very inventive cuisine um just exceptionally friendly service you know of course they showcase all of their wines um so that was just kind of a fun side trip i would highly recommend again everything 
sustainably grown. They're very passionate about what they're doing. I really love that. And what was so cool was hearing about how the winery, where it's situated, it's on this like special area, um, like a geographic area. And it's got like salt mines or mounds, not mines, but a salt mound like under the ground. And it does something special with the the crops, you're not actually supposed to be able to grow in that area, but you are because you are able to because of the salt mound. So that was really cool to hear all the explanation of that. And of course, they have it all mapped out. This was something that was totally unbeknownst to them. And they just sort of landed upon it. And then somebody came out from a university and was like, hey, how are you able to like have a well yeah, here? Because well, yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to be able to have a well. The water's supposed to be bad. And he was like, our water is the most pristine and we drank it and it was incredible. Um, I mean, you could actually really feel the difference, like having that water, but um, it was all based on those minerals. So that was really cool to discover. And like, I, you know, filled up a big thing of the water. I'm like, this is medicinal. I'm taking it with me. Um, so we drank a lot of that water while we were there because it was so good in minerals. Um, but anyway, so after our trip there, you know, we needed to go back to Dallas and finish getting our stuff. And um, my mom was having some surgery and some things were going to go on. So we were going to head back and wait for, you know, our big trip to begin. Yeah, we tried to leave early because we knew an ice uh, storm yeah. was coming in. We did. We heard the ice storm was coming. And so we tried to leave. And, uh, yeah, we hit tons of traffic and we didn't make it back before. So we're driving, you know, again, this is like our first kind of getaway and we're driving in this ice and sleet and, you know, ice is not easy to drive on ever, but you know, Texas isn't really used to winter weather. And yeah. so and for anybody that knows the area, driving on 635 <laughs> and while it's sleeting was a disaster. Oh, in and construction home. was going on. You know, they had those little barrels and those little concrete things and we had the motor home and um, we were towing a car. That was our first time to ever tow a car behind on a little trailer. And it, it was a little bit stressful. There was a lot going on there. But um, but we did make it back safely. Um, but then we had, what was it? We had an issue. Oh, we were trying to undo the, the car from the tow dolly. We were trying to get the car off. And it started sleeting so hard. And the wind was just whipping. Oh, my gosh. We were, it was like cutting our skin. It was so crazy. So we were just soaked to the bone, freezing cold. It was like raining and sleeting. Um, we get the car up. We pull into our spot at the RV resort there, um, just north of Dallas. And we tried to hook up the power. Yeah. Couldn't get electricity. No. It wouldn't It wouldn't plug in. and Or we plugged it in, but it wouldn't work. We didn't have any electricity. And we thought, okay, it's the spot that we're at. And there was nobody around. The place had closed early. Um, the office had closed early for because of the Cause weather. Of the weather, yeah. because yeah, everybody had to, like, go home. They didn't want you on the roads or anything. And uh, I don't know what was going on in Dallas this year, but they had horrible weather for the winter. Um, that's so unusual. And so we moved to another spot and, you know, kind of on our own accord, and it didn't work there either. Same problem, yeah. And, you know, every time that you want a spot, like, I would go around in the car first and try to figure out how Matt was going to pull the bus in because, you know, this is a huge 44-foot thing. You can't just, like, turn on a dime, and you can't go into any, you know, spot just really easy. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to go here. You have to kind of go around, and it's sleeting the whole time. Um, 
part of the park down, they have a lake there as well. We tend to pick places that have a lot of nature. Um, and so they have a little lake there and that whole area was flooded. I mean, it was just pouring and sleeting and awful, 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 awful. We're freezing cold. The dogs are freaking out. Travel day is always hard, but we were ready to like totally just chill out you know and um to be in that cold there's no way we could stay in there with no electricity no because you have to have your heat going and uh so anyway my dad came out they don't live really far away he was going to come anyway and bring us some groceries and poor thing he got roped into trying to help us figure out what was going on and what we initially what we finally eventually figured out is that we had blown the transfer switch um, so it wasn't actually the, the resort at all. I mean, we kind of figured that out after the third spot. <laughs> um, but it was, it was the bus. And what had happened is that when we left the K.E. Bushman's, they don't have, like, a breaker switch. And I guess it power surged yeah. and somehow blew our transfer switch. So remember, guys, we had just gotten this out of the shop, like, <laughs> what, a week before? Yeah. Maybe two weeks, if that. And... So there's nothing that we can do and there's nobody there. Um, it's going to sleep and it's going to be shut down for, for the days. Next days. Yeah, that's right. Um, so the building that we keep the motorhome out was not terribly far. Um, so we were able to drive. I mean, of course we were able to drive it. The plugging into electricity didn't have anything to do with that, but of course the roads were bad. So, you know, and again, like we were so tired, so cold, so ready to be done with this and so we ended up you know going over and putting it up in the building um and then we were just gonna stay with my family but we were kind of nervous because you know if you don't have power like your refrigerator which our fridge and freezer as real foodies especially <laughs> were jam-packed and i'm like i don't know what to do with that i didn't feel like unloading everything but it was cold enough outside it yeah have been that problem. That it was really our saving grace is that it was cold enough outside that we didn't have to worry about it. Um, but we ended up getting like kind of snowed in or iced in really for like two or three days. Um, so luckily we were able to stay with family during that time. And then, um, and then we finally got the transfer switch fixed. You know, they had to again overnight it. Like when it's a coach down situation, you know, you can't drive, you can't operate. They will kind of expedite things. So they overnighted the part, which I think actually was more like two day. And then, um, and then we get that, they make that repair. We'd had a deadbolt issue. I think we mentioned that in the last episode, we figured out then the deadbolt wasn't actually working. Um, and then the bed, we had a big air bed. Um, it's like a select comfort kind of yeah. style air bed where you sat like each side or whatever. Well, suddenly, um, like, we wake up in the morning, and Matt was, like... Totally deflated. Yeah, <laughs> like, in a cavern. And I'm like, what's going on with that? And so we had them look at the bed, and so that had to be overnighted. This whole time, I mean, it took, like, a week to kind of get this stuff figured out. And they overnighted the part for that, but it didn't get overnighted. It didn't come. They mm -hmm. said they overnighted it, but it took, like, another week. And in the meantime, we had another snowstorm. So we're supposed to leave. Like, we'd made reservations. We'd already pushed things back. You guys, we're into March at this point. We were supposed to leave in January. Um, so between the weather and, you know, family medical issues and whatever, um, we were into March. And so 
Um, anyway, we finally got the bed pieces. They fixed the bed. And I'm going to say they quote unquote. They quote fixed the bed. That's right. Fixed the bed. Because they said, oh, yeah, it's fixed. And we go to pick it up. And I'll be damned, it, not it fixed. Was, it was worse. It than was actually it worse than it, when it ever was. Um, so we contacted the manufacturer. It was again with RV repairs. Like, ugh, it's really tough. Like, you sometimes do not get the best technicians, and you know sometimes you'll take something in for it to be fixed, and they ended up, you know, breaking it. Breaking it or something else. Yeah. So you you really need it to be a dire situation before you go in to get it fixed. So next time we just had the manufacturer ship it to us and to we did us. it ourselves. Yeah, we fixed it ourselves and actually my dad helped out too and um and we were able to then get on the road. So within a, in a one day period we fixed the bed and then you know and it had been snowing and we waited for the roads to get clear and we took off. Like we didn't even know we were leaving. But that Saturday morning, we're like, okay, we're, we're leaving. The roads are clear enough. The bed's fixed. We're out of here. Um, so we left and actually ended up um, heading up to um, Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas, in the Panhandle. And we stayed there for a night. And um, let's see. Then Oh, that was a cool part, too, because they had all those animals. They had ducks. There was a duck pond there. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of fun, especially because, you know, we had um, kind of been missing our ducks. Um, so it was kind of nice to, to have that, um, again. Um, and while we were there, we actually got to have lunch at, um, a really cool place off Route 66 called the Real Food Cafe. Yeah. And, um, they had a really nice lunch. Um, again, very, you know, clean food, very open to gluten-free, like all about, um, you know, farm to table, super nice people. Yeah, and, and there's not much farm to table going on in Amarillo, but that there's really not. This really nice. filled a need in the community. So I definitely, if you're ever, you know, passing through there, please support them. Um, and it was actually next to a kind of a cool little antique shop, so we got to, you know, do a little walking around that area on Route 66, and you know, it's kind of fun and historical. It's like, okay, great, we're in this. You know, everybody knows about Route 66, so it was kind of a neat thing. Um, and then the next day we headed over to um, a little tiny town, Gallup, New Mexico. And there's really not a lot going on there, but there was kind of just like a stopping point. Yeah, it was just a stopover in between our next destination. Yeah, because we were heading over to Sedona. That was our goal. That was our goal to get to Sedona, Arizona. And so, um, you know, we had to stop a couple times along the way. You really don't want to go more than, you know, five to six hours and three, four four and a half is really like a nice solid travel day but you know you can go up to six to seven hours without getting too worn out but um it takes a little longer it's a little more stressful because you know it's a big vehicle and you got to go slower you have to be more alert yeah and there's all kinds of prep that goes into moving you know rolling up the rugs and getting the slide outs in and you know securing everything for travel and hooking up the car yeah and unhooking all your connections i mean there's just tons of stuff so by the time that you do all that, you don't want to go real far. So anyway, we stopped in Gallup, New Mexico, and ended up staying there for the night. And the next day, we're ready to head out to Sedona. And when you know, <laughs> we stick the key in the ignition, and... It starts up. We're getting ready. All of a sudden, it shuts itself it off. It shut off. And I, like, I was about to lose it. Because I'm like, finally, we're on the road. We've gotten all these repairs. Like, what is going on at this point? I still was, like, convinced we had a lemon. I was so worried um, that we'd made a huge mistake, but you know, I mean, so far, like our little travels had been fun and we had all this ahead of us, um, that we were supposed to go do. 
But I was really disappointed. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be in Sedona, and I do not want to be stuck in this tiny town, and how long are we going to be here, and what is wrong? Well, luckily, you know, we called Freightliner again, and they were just so nice and walked us through what was going on, and, like, thankfully, it was just low coolant. Yeah. And we drove down the road to the truck stop. Yeah, there was a Love's and... not far away, and we were able to, to get that and put it in. And it was a little more complicated than maybe that. But anyway, it didn't take that long. It was probably like an hour and a half. Um, and we got it, you know, on the way, and we were able to get to Sedona. We stayed just outside of Sedona, and uh, it was really lovely. So next week, uh, or next episode, um, next Travel Tuesday, we're going to talk about um, – Sedona and what we did in Sedona and then uh, also Phoenix so yep. stay tuned for that so again remember all of the, the show notes will be on realfoodwholehealth.com under podcasts under episodes you'll find all the show notes for today's show thanks so much for joining us and we will talk to you next week take care bye bye Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.